So we stand in front of Dollar Tree and basically Such as this, this thing here. All right, I'm excited to have a guest. RTD Live Talk, Detroit's number one late night YouTube talk show. We are live for a Wednesday edition of the People's Talk Show. Excited to be back. Looking forward to connecting. I have a couple stories worth bringing to your attention, as well as getting your thoughts on. Lots of things unfolding. And now that we have the Inflation <laughs> Reduction Act officially signed, sealed, and delivered, now we get a chance to see what an additional 700 plus a billion dollars, what that looks like uh, as it hits the uh, Main Street. Therefore, if we were concerned about consumer price uh, increases uh, <laughs> going the opposite direction, you better believe that at some point in the future, all this cash chasing real, wo real world goods and services will definitely um, get that uh, CPI figure back up above nine, similar to probably where UK is at right now at about 10.1. Uh, but anyway, hope everyone's doing well. Uh, as always, feel free to throw out any thoughts as well as uh, ideas or suggestions or, as to what you guys have been keeping an eye on in the chat. Uh, I would definitely love to uh, plug into more events and more news. As I always mention, I'm only able to cover four or five or so on my side just because there's too much news at this point to uh, touch on. More so just filtering, filtering through the noise, trying to pull out what's real from what's fake. And uh, I want to share my thoughts on some video footage circulating and how it's nothing new, but then again, it is something worth paying attention to just because it, I believe it's all for a purpose. But anyway, let me check in via the chat. Let me know where you're watching from. Any first-time viewers, uh, let me know where you're watching from in the chat. And then uh, when the phone lines open up, we'll love to hear from you guys directly. And uh, let me just check in real quick and do a little maintenance on my side, and we'll get into some headlines. Uh, let me see. We have Niels, Hain uh, Dynasty checking in. Appreciate you, man. We got JoJo, Barlight Broker. Uh, Mr. Ed checking in as well. We got Tony B checking in. Appreciate you, man. Uh, if you guys don't mind, just for the sake of algorithm, you know, hit that thumbs up button. Hopefully more people are notified because I'm sure a lot of people would definitely love to plug in in real time. And it's one of the things where in the comments I hear people saying still not getting notified. My apologies. It's just, you know, how things go. Um, yeah. So the reason there was no warning just because I'm scrambling on my end, trying to gather a couple articles or whatnot. Then I got to do the thumbnail and all the extra stuff on the back end, which makes it kind of, you know, timely. <laughs> And so I can't give a give the typical uh, 30 minute heads up the way I like to do. So still working on ironing out, ironing out the kinks on my end, man. Uh, says your teeth are radio radioactive. Uh, not at all. It's just a camera. That's all. It's just a camera. <laughs> I got my uh, what you call it? What's that thing called? The uh, what's that called? The uh, filter. <laughs> I got the um, just the, the baby face filter on right now. <laughs> Oh, man. OK, so let me start wasting time. Let's uh, get to some maintenance. as always. Um, yeah, there, there's more than enough subjects worth touching on. That's why I rely upon the community to either call and let me know what you guys have been keeping an eye on or whatever stories you come across during the day. Definitely. And that was the main point of the, having the discord where people can share articles and stuff so I can stay up to date, stay plugged in. And so we're doing that on the Telegram side. So I do appreciate people who plug in and share a lot of videos and a lot of the videos that's shared on Telegram are not uh necessarily user friendly things i can talk about on youtube so those articles will stay there but anything that's allowed to 
be uh, given on this platform here. I appreciate that. All right, so enough rant. Let me just jump into some headlines real quick. Uh, you know, there are a few newbies to the community uh, daily. I'm very grateful for that. And so I want to make sure that everybody who is plugged in uh, knows the full story. And so I want to definitely continue to remind people uh, where they can go to get plugged in. So before I move forward, let's jump right in. Uh, for those that are new, definitely all the information you need to get caught up to speed on where we're at in this monetary shift. Uh, I like to call it monetary literacy, which is one thing that we were never taught on top of never being taught financial literacy. You know, how can you really appreciate and know what to do with your finances if you don't really know what money is as, and as well as what has been historically speaking. And so it's more so uh, designed to just open your eyes up to just a new way of thinking of things and realizing the difference between lawful money and fiat currency. And I think I've done a good job over the last couple of years. And then also for those that are interested, uh, the Bullion Max starter kit is available for those that are interested in taking advantage of getting this assorted pack, assortment pack here. Uh, good, great way to add more to your stack as well as to uh, get out of debt literally speaking <laughs> when it comes to these paper units in front of me and then keep it moving. Uh, rtlocals.com is where I will be streaming in the future. If things uh, go right here, then I also share stuff uh, off the cuff there as well. So definitely connect with me if you want to stay plugged in. And if you'd like to support the channel, all donations are welcome. I appreciate your help. Anything is uh, definitely appreciated. And of course, rethinkingdollar.com is a home base where I've been there about eight years now, posting blogs and articles and things throughout the day. So, Definitely uh, keeps me busy, but uh, we got the IQ, dollar IQ and all the crisis support. So enough information there to get you caught up to speed as to what's going on. If you happen to come across this information for the first time. All right. So where am I at? Uh, so now we are uh, probably what, 24 hours into the Inflation Reduction Act. Let me just verify that because I know that uh, I think it was on Monday they announced that uh, Tuesday. So I saw that video where. Joe Biden had like a little glitch <laughs> when he was signing the documents for whatever that's worth. But uh, now we get to find out what's really in it. And so as uh, Joe Biden's spokesman mentioned uh, during our little press conference, in order, to re- in order to really get the details of what's inside, you're just going to have to pass it. And that's the same thing that uh, I think it was uh, Pelosi said that you know a couple years ago about uh, whatever bill that was they passed. And I'm, I'm sure it did pass or not sure, but they passed so many bills now basically just continue to destroy the federal reserve note, but it's to be expected. So anyway, long story short, uh, but what the liberal left have been trying to do for two years now, uh, ever since uh, this current administration arrived into the white house is to basically find funds or put funds any and everywhere they could. And they want to revamp the IRS. And so it looks like it didn't work in that last bill. They were not able to squeeze out that 80 billion in the American rescue act, if I'm not mistaken. But they did manage to squeeze it into the Inflation Increase Act, is what I'm going to start calling it. And so uh, some headlines. It's just really I had to chime on this just because now we get to find out uh, what exactly all this will equate to. And, of course, it has more to do with trying to stranglehold the working class. has nothing to do with trying to uncover uh, funds from the billionaires and the uber-wealthy multimillionaires. They're coming for you every day, average Joe. And so just a headline here, uh, where we got, it says yelling eyes, at 80 billion boost as a monumental. So these are, you know, when you, when you hear these words, don't take them lightly. They're literally used. These are key buzzwords to describe the type of change that we can expect moving forward. Here we have monumental opportunity to transform the internal revenue service. And so 
just a quick uh, couple of little highlights here. And then there's one particular phrase that jumped out to me that one of the people, a part of the finance committee uh, mentioned. And whenever you hear these two words, I'm going to give you in a minute, you know to think the complete opposite because the complete opposite has proven during the last three years to be factual. I'm going to show you, I'm going to share that in a minute. Anyway, real quick, it says Treasury Secretary Jenny Ellen is preparing the IRS for an overhaul uh, for the U.S. tax collection system made possibly by the 80 billion funding. It says in a Wednesday memo, Yellen to the IRS commissioner, Charles Rittig, obtained the, by the Hill. Yellen says she's giving the IRS six months to deliver an in-depth operational plan to figure out exactly how to burn $80 billion. Because <laughs> as always, whenever the initial fund they give, it sound, it's, it's usually a big number. But then again, it never accomplishes what they set out for it to do. So literally, just because these people are not capable of functioning uh, because it's not their funds, it's not their it's not their currency. So they have no real responsibility to be responsible with this. So literally, it just goes kapoof and it never accomplishes anything. So this 80 billion, in my opinion, that's put aside for the IRS is literally like a down payment. Like they're going to have to burn through so much more because there'll, there'll be no tracking and tracing as to where this go. Because once again, you can't audit the government. <laughs> you can't audit the IRS. Like, you know, just one of the things that just we don't have the privilege to do. This was <laughs> that's one of the downsides of this. But real quick here, uh, it says uh, it's more people, more politicians sharing their thoughts on it. And it says here, GOP lawmakers argue that the funding will be used to hire tens of thousands more IRS agents and will result in increased tax audits on those making four hundred thousand or less and you better believe that's what this is a part of. And they have more people expressing their displeasure in this. And then here's something that I want to bring to your attention. Current Senate Finance Committee chairman uh, suggested that uh, such depictions counted as, quote, incendiary conspiracy theories. And so when you hear the words conspiracy theories, you automatically know that you're tr- you're, you're heading in the direction of what has turned out to be conspiratorial facts based upon all the things that's been done over the last couple months that now everybody can look back and say, dang, those people with the 10 foils, they were right or, or something like that. And so when you have a finance committee chairman talking about the GOP uh, representatives basically saying that this funds and all this new transformation of the IRS is to go after the working class. And that's the reason why, <laughs> They're uh, hiring so many or looking to hire so many agents is a conspiracy theory. You know, on the other side of that, it will turn out to be very, very true. And so here's a quote from uh, Ron Wyden, that particular chairman. It says, quote, it's unbelievable that we even need to say this, but there are not going to be 87,000 armed IRS agents going door to door with assault weapons. He said. So once again. Take it for what it is. But he just said, IRS agents going door to door with assault weapons. So call it conspiracy, whatever you want to do. So far, those who think far left have proven to be damn near accurate. So take of it what you may. But so all that door to door activity, arming forensic accountants is is, is common because there's an entire different branch within IRS that specializes in being able to actually go out, put boots on the ground and obtain tax uh as they will say tax cheats but 
there's a video surfacing that a lot of people are chiming on. Even uh, one of the primary representatives, uh, uh, I think from Kentucky, was referring to this. But I'm sure you guys had have had a chance to see it. It's about a minute 45. But here you have IRS agents in training. And this was a quote here from uh, U.S. candidate in Texas. 87,000 poorly trained IRS agents coming soon to a neighborhood near you. And then as you go through this, actually, I'll just I want to it was something that really stood out to me. If I can, let me just zoom this in real quick. I'll mute it, but we'll get to this part. So so you look at these people, they kick in the door, knock in the door. And so this is in some type of building. These are, as you can see, people in training, but they walk in with these little mock guns. They got IRS CID police on their uh, little armor vest. And of course, you have some actors there. But then again, you have these people just literally going through training. And I have never seen agents come through blazing guns. But yet, obviously, that's something that they're trying to prepare these people for, as if it's going to be something that they may have to do uh, when it comes to trying to go out and get little kids at lemonade stands and things like that. So but anyway, I uh, thought out this is worth bringing to your attention just because uh, I saw the word conspiracy theorist. And I'm like, ah, yeah, that's uh, falls right in line. And then to another point here, here is uh, article says we found 11 more armed uh, IRS agent videos. And so if you go through here, it just gives you more details. But uh, the program is a recruitment program called Adrian Project, during which uh, high school and college students are given tactical vests and fake guns to carry out uh, mock arrests. And so this has been going on for quite some time. Nothing new at all. But then again, it's just making the headlines as of now, just because of the narrative of 87,000 additional IRS agents and this transformation of the IRS system, which as we scroll through here, to give an idea real quick and I'll move on to something else of the 80,000 of the 80 billion. Here's a initial breakdown. It says of the 80 billion, 45 billion. Let me zoom out real quick. 45 billion is going to specifically to enforcement activities. So the uh, line items in the IRS operational plan for category, it says that other spending categories to be further broken down in the next six months include $3 billion for taxpayer services, $25 billion for operational support. I'm not sure exactly what operational support would mean, but that probably means hiring some third-party agencies or third-party you know, companies to you know, fund their pockets, and nearly $5 billion for new technology. Now, what type of technology do you think they will be looking to invest in with this funds you better believe to me it's artificial intelligence machine learning robotics and of course you all see those uh little robots uh those four four-legged dog robots walking around mounted with all types of machine machine weapons and things like that so not saying they would do that but you know a lot of this technology has to do with replacing actual human labor uh, utilizing robots and machine learning so you better believe i think that's a part of the plan in the future all right, keep it moving. Uh, just to share with you a couple graphs here, just a couple graphs worth catching your attention just because Main Street is not doing too well. And of course, my people over in the UK and uh, my man Mario, I'm sure. I see Mario, he's more active now on Twitter than he's ever been before. Uh, you know, basically clapping back at the mayor of London, it looks like every tweet he puts out there. So if you don't follow Mario on Twitter, definitely go check him out. But here's just a little map here. Uh, this is what's happening. This is a consumer price index in the UK. It says UK CPI has 
topped double digits. Headline came in at 10.1. Uh, even core CPI, uh, in, uh, excluding energy and all that stuff like that, has risen 6.2% from uh, 5.9 expectations. Says so these numbers are staggeringly high. Over to you, Bank of England. So look at this right here. So we have even Canada expectations or CPI figures came in a little bit low, but yet UK and Europe is blazing over there. So something we're paying attention to and to keep it moving right along. Let me get to another one here. Um, here's another little visual aid I've shared in the uh, telegram page here, but it just talks about uh, the housing market index. And I grabbed this from a video I watched just because the commentator mentioned that the last time he saw a downward trajectory, uh, a month to month activity of a contracting housing market index. Uh, he said, basically, the last time we've seen this decline was right prior to the great, great financial crisis. So this is where things are trending. That's definitely not something uh, that looks very favorable for the housing market. And then here is one uh, overlapping 2008 with current uh, S&P 500. And if I can zoom in here, which I can't, uh, I'll try to zoom in. As you guys can see here, the similarities. We have, you know, three tops here, one, two, three, and then we got one, two, three. And all we're waiting on now is that complete drop off similar to 2008 with where we're at right now. And then, uh, you know, stocks and cryptocurrency, they have not hit the bottom just yet. So that's something to keep in mind. So everything is hanging off the edge, literally, you know what I'm saying? To waiting, just waiting on some type of catalyst or some kind, or literally the Federal Reserve or whoever to try to just, you know, push it over the edge and whoop. They go to fireworks. That's when the party begins. So then we'll find out what else what else happens everywhere else. But um, another thing I wanted to share with you, if I can find it, and I can't. Yeah. So here's the last little article here. Uh, I thought this was worth bringing to attention as well. And so the Federal Reserve governor pumps the brakes on the U.S. CBDC in favor of Fed now. And so we've talked about this before. But uh, according to some information just provided, it looks like the continual, I guess, uh, uh, experimentation with CBDC, they're telling us they're putting on its own pause. But it's my personal opinion that CBDC for the U.S. is already done. It's just, you know, sitting in the shelf waiting to be rolled out officially. But in the meantime, what they want to continue to uh, improve upon is the SWIFT system and the ISO 20022 protocol with the updating of the cross-border payment mechanism that is scheduled to be rolled out this month with full operation by the end of this year. And so it looks like from the information provided from uh, Michelle Bowman, uh, part of the Federal Reserve governor, they want to focus on that right now. So just some two bullets here. It says a governor of the Federal Reserve is put it, pushing back on several areas of crypto uh, industry uh, speculation for the Fed's engagement with crypto Key among them is a push for a digital dollar. Governor Bowman says the Fed now likely solves the issues a digital dollar would solve. And so basically uh, putting it on pause for now to roll out the Fed now system. And then just a little update on the Fed now. And so this is from last year because we touched on this a while ago. But Federal Reserve announces ISO 2022 specifications for initial launch of the Fed now service. And so it says the Fed now ISO 2002 specifications define the message flows and formats that will serve the uh, that 
the service will leverage when operational in 2023. And then there's more details here. And one thing I wanted to mention was that uh, I couldn't find the visual aid that I used a while ago, but all of the central banks, all the major central banks have already uh, either signed up or have a given a initial date that they will be ready to launch, including Russia and China. Russia and China was set. There was they're set to launch, I think, in 2024, if I'm not mistaken, on that visual aid. So this SWIFT system, the rebranding of it uh, for cross-border payments and cash uh, reporting businesses is, as it says here, from August 2022 on an opt-in basis and November 2022 for general availability. So by the end of November, they've already had they got all the countries listed as to who. And what time frame uh, they said they'll be opting in. And I want to say a lot of the smaller central banks that nobody really, you know, no care about. They all, you know, I think maybe a dozen have already opted in in preparation for November's launch officially. And then 2023, more of the bigger central banks have opted in. And then 2024, if I'm not mistaken, it was Russia and China also looking to plug in. So they'll, we'll have, barring some type of changes, the SWIFT system will be operational on this side with all the globalists, Western mechanics orchestrating that. But then again, we might have the BRICS on this side with their payment system as well. So either we'll have two competing payment systems or one will do the other, or they'll go back and forth until they decide to, you know, go to war over it or something like that. So uh, that's just what's happening. But uh, that's what's happening in the news. But anyway, enough of me ranting. Let's open up the phone lines. I'm curious to hear uh, what's on your radar. I just touched on maybe three or four subject matters. Just scanning the surface to share my thoughts on some things, but I'm curious to hear what you guys are focusing on. So feel free, throw out some top thoughts, ideas, suggestions. There's more than enough subject matter to touch on, and uh, we can go from there. Or highlight at rethinking a dollar in the chat, and I'll try to if I if it stands out, I'll jump on it and share my two cents on it. Uh, I see some of my social security number. <laughs> I have a birth certificate. So I'll, I'll let you guys, you know, have your discussion there. You can go back and forth. <laughs> I don't want to jump in because it looks like I'm behind the curve there. Anyway, what's we got here? People are ready for this. Fed is always questionable in their uh, Fed is always questionable in their doing and uh, must always answer to the people. No, no, hundred percent. And another thing about the Fed, I was listening to some commentary early earlier, and you know, the Federal Reserve is always extremely optimistic. We have never, I have never in the last, what, eight plus years to be watching pretty much daily or every other day, the markets as well as monetary uh, authorities. I've never seen a Federal Reserve come out outright, you know, pessimistic about the outlook of the economy. They are always forward thinking and forward guiding for the market's sake. And they're always downplaying every single uh, statistic even as they now reshuffle definitions for recessions, as well as the yield curve inversion and uh, all the, you know, contracting housing market indicators and the, you know, consumer sentiment is decreasing and all those, all those metrics that after stuff hits the fan, they come out and say, we didn't see that coming. The housing market was strong. We couldn't have known that that it's like, dude, like, so we know they're full of hot air. So never, take anything they say uh, uh, as truth because a part of being a central banker and a politician is that you must be able to lie and look right in the camera and make it look as if you're telling the truth and convince the world that it is so. 
If you can't do that, you'll be called out and you'll be fired. So line is a part of the game. So that's why alternative media is so important because I can get on here, share my two cents. And I think majority of people resonate with alternative media because we're not sugarcoating it. You know, we can tell you that majority of politicians are corrupt or compromised and you really can't put your trust in no man, period. Nevertheless, a man who has a lot to lose, i.e. his legacy, as well as his lifestyle, as well as that cushy retirement that's on the line as well, if they mess the job up. So anyway, uh, 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 let me see here. Just throw a trigger word out there. Watch the bots come. <laughs> uh, yeah, TB, you know, uh, it, it's it's entertainment, man. Like, literally, at, at, this, at this moment, anything the monetary authorities, whether it be Christine Lagarde in the EU or anybody else at any of these central bankers, it, it's pure entertainment. But the problem with that is that majority of people's financial futures are dependent upon the policy responses from either the fiscal side or the monetary side that impacts them in the long run. So unfortunately, your average investor actually pays attention to CNBC and Fox News and the economists that come on and tell them where they should put their funds because your average person, they don't take their financial future into their own hands just because we've been taught to trust you know, whoever we turn our future over to financially speaking, that they're going to operate in our best behalf. So those people, financial advisors and all those individuals that are licensed by the same banks that's running this show, most people listen to them and then they listen to the Fed. So, but I get you though. I get you. Uh, Kevin says, uh, let me see here. Appreciate you, man. Says, uh, love your channel. Any tips for people in Europe, 27 year old here and already prepping for six years now. Greetings from the Netherlands. Uh, Kevin, man, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, definitely, you are a part of a the one percenters in reference to uh, being awake and aware. Now it's just a matter of enjoying your life in the short term, man, and looking for opportunities amongst all this shakeup that's taking place. Like right now, uh, we're witnessing something that occurred in a minor scale. What happened in, with the great financial crises was minor in comparison to probably what's going to unfold because what's unfolding because they're trying to prolong it and draw it out so long. That only means that the amount of destruction will only be that much greater. And so, as I said before, this upcoming decade in itself, from 2022 to 2030-ish, will probably be unknown territory that we've never, ever been in. Humanity's never been in it as a whole. So there's no right or wrong as to what to do other than, of course, get get all your ducks in a row. Uh, You you probably want to have it so that you owe no man nothing but to love them and also look for opportunities to be a blessing to other people. Because whatever you do, it's going to engage, it's going to involve other people and you don't want to step on people. You want to be a blessing to people because you never know when you might need them. So, uh, and on top of that, from that will come abundance of opportunities to use your creativity for whatever that's worth. And so I I don't, I I, I see a lot of economists and financial gurus out here saying, you know, buy this, you know, buy this long-term bond. And I'm like, you know, it's like, you know, bonds are derivatives or they're they're the bloodline really for the monetary system and they're priced in the currencies that they're destroying. So it's like, do you really want to be holding that when the sink, when the ship sinks, you know, what's at the bottom of the ocean right now? When, when, what, what do people find hundreds of years later when they go down, when they find ships that sunk in the bottom of the ocean, you know what I'm saying? They're finding treasure. 
Like literally, they're finding king's treasures from the 1700s to this day still. And it was worth, you know, maybe a couple hundred million then. Now it's worth a couple billion now. So it's good to say whatever you they they uncover 10 years from now, it's going to be worth probably a couple trillion or priced in some new Royal Reserve currency. So that's the part where, man, just anyway, anyway. Uh, Roger Rose says, a question, how long is it going to take? I say three years. Now, Roger, the question is, like, what exactly are you referring to? Because we're not, we're, you know, we're just talking, I primarily talk about the monetary system, like, you know, the shift away from this medium right here into something else to where this no longer carries the international weight that it does now. That could be three years. Who knows? But then we're talking about the political shakeup. We're talking about just society as a whole. And because this monetary reset will will require that there's actual real wealth and capital available rather than debt, IOUs and credit, that means everybody who's in the developed world who utilizes credit, that will not be available. So what type of life will we have if you can't finance anything and you only can buy in accordance to what you can actually afford in your hand to extend in the form of tendering it to somebody? We've never known that. I've never known that in my entire life. Everything has been accessible via credit card <laughs> or you can just sign your signature sign your signature somewhere because you got a good credit score. But what about if your credit score is joined in with your social credit score and it's based upon your behavior and your com- compliance to the authoritarian takeover? You know, so so that's a lot of things that they're that that, that they're working towards. Now we hope and pray they don't succeed, but I, yeah, I think we'll have some time, but inevitably we're going to be approaching some type of system that will be more around the lines of a one world governing type of model that they're going to try to push just because a biblically that's the way things will have to go. But ultimately I, I think the goal is to minimize borders, consolidate power into one or two or three governing bodies total. Of course, the EU seems to be running thing as well as, you know, Britain and everything else. So, uh, Tony B says, as long as you can still contribute to your 401k checking dollar, they win. Yeah. And I think, I'm not sure what I'm probably jumping in on something there, but you think about those, those vehicles that have been created to keep your financial future within their system. They're having problems meeting those promises because it's all predicated on bonds and the stock market. They've created so many products out of a share of a company that I I can't even name it all. I'm not even that well endowed with information like that, but I know ETF mutual funds and, you know, give me some more products they've created out there, like uh, all types, they packaged all types of stuff up and sold it to people. And there's no proof that it's even viable for 10, 20 years. Cause mutual funds came about right. Um, I think it was, uh, early, late eighties, early nineties, I think in the 401k started in 1974. And so all these products here are literally about to be tested because, you know, millennials and younger, those products will not be <laughs> around when you uh, think you're going to uh, leave the workforce because there's going to be a rebranding of what we call work as well. 
they've all there's more than enough information out there talking about how the job market and the need for the the lack of need for human uh, labor because automation is kicking in. So, you know, we're going through an entire shift, and that's why I think that three years is, you know, that's still first couple innings. All right. What else we got here? Feel free to throw out some thoughts, ideas. Uh, did I get some calls? Uh, you got it. Uh, nope. Nobody called. Anyway, uh, Zimbabwe has the largest untapped platinum vein in Africa. Uh, I, I don't doubt that one bit. Uh, let me, let me, give me one second here. I want to, let me see. I found, let me see if I can find, I found this visual aid map that I meant to do. I meant to do something on it just because it shows you how wealthy of a land Africa is in terms of resources. And boy, when I saw that map, it it just, it blew my mind. Give me one second. Let me see if I can find it. And let me see if I can find it because it was a very interesting map. If I can find it, uh, probably won't. Uh, shoot, probably one. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Nope, nope. I can't find it. But no, it was man. It was a it was a very detailed visual aid that highlighted how uh, wealthy of a continent Africa is with all its resources, and it was listed out by country by country. It was amazing. So I see why the race is to make sure you uh, capture all the wealth within Africa. Hello, caller. Which name are we calling from? What's going on, Mike? This is Dwayne from the Midwest. Dwayne, what's going on, my friend? Nothing much. I got a question. Hey, Mike, you heard about the um, central um, the central um, bank switching, moving away from the dollar and, and starting to um, put their reserves in gold? Uh, you, say the, the, you say central banks or the central bank? Which, which, which banks are you referring to? The central bank, the, the big bank. U.S. Uh, the Federal Reserve Central yeah. Bank. I haven't heard nothing about that. I've heard about other central banks doing that, but not the Federal Reserve itself. But what you heard of a story or something, or got a headline for me? Yeah, let me see if I can find it real quick. I could, let me see. Um, so give me some details of it. So it said the, the it said the Federal Reserve, or just like the central bank. Um, the article is no, no, it says a central bank. It says central bank moves moves away from U.S. dollar toward you. Uh, central bank moves toward gold. So it's a central bank. It's not the central. Oh, it's India's. Oh. Well, that's normal for them, though. Yeah. So yeah, India's actually India starting their own uh, price setting exchange. They started, I think, it was two weeks ago. Like you know, they they it was announced in the Western media like on Monday, and then it was set to start on Friday. So mm-hmm. of course, it's some old, but between the Shanghai Gold Exchange, which China did three years, four years ago, we got India last week, and then China, and then Russia talking about doing theirs as well. So that you got all these BRICS nations starting their own exchange, setting the price in metals. It's like, okay, what they got, what they got brewing. You know what I'm saying? They got something coming. So that, so what do you think gonna happen though? <sighs> we gonna have so so based upon an article I did yesterday, where they, you know, it was just a little six, seven paragraph story talking about how out of Russia. Putin and his finance minister are talking about setting up the Moscow standard, you know, Mo- Mo- Moscow world standard precious metals price setting mechanism, which they're going to have all the partners, which is the BRICS nations, as well as the Eurasian countries that are, you know, that have wealth in the form of metals 
all being able to join in and linking up their exchanges to one another, allowing them to set the price for their own resources within their own country. And they'll come together with some type of, you know, I say if it's 10 to 12 different banks, they'll all come together with some type of agreement on an average price for an ounce of gold or ounce of silver, ounce of whatever. And then that'll be the standard that any any nation that does business with that entity, that alliance, they're going to have to go according to that price. But they'll all chip in on helping set the price rather than just Russia or China do it. So it's like that, you know, whatever you got, to, whatever you got, bring it to the table. Like if you got gold, bring it to the table. You can help us set the price. If you got, if you got a lot of cotton or a lot of wheat or whatever you got is a lot of, bring it to the table. We'll help you set the price. And that's what the world will pay you for. But it's not going to be controlled by LBMA, Comex or, or the London, uh, London Metals Exchange. So that's kind of the gist of the uh, article from yesterday. Um, so all that you, you just said to Mike and put it to the short, what that means in my mind, we're mm-hmm. going to war. That's uh, all I got. Yeah. We're I going could, to war. That could be the, I mean, I, I think, I, I think yeah. that, that if, if that happens, that's that, I mean, that's what war start over because you know, they already, you, you know, I read, um, somewhere today where, um, we're getting ready to take the natural, uh, natural gas. Mexico is going to be an exchange for natural gas. So mm-hmm. we're going to, they don't have natural gas. They're going to import natural gas from the U.S. Yeah. and sell it to the um, e- EU, to um, Europe, and cut off Russia. So you mm. got those type of things. That's a, this is a war environment. Yeah, <laughs> it's like beefing. Yeah, it's like, uh, what's, yeah, that's true. So I mean, St. Louis guys want their yeah, St. Louis want their cornerback. It's a hundred percent Appreciate you, man. <laughs> you know it is, man. All right, take it You're easy, good. <laughs> good stuff, man. Um, yeah, so it's one of those things where you know we the West will wait and see because the West, as of right now, all these sanctions were done intentionally to cause all this commotion and chaos and destabilizing the energy market. And I'm looking at prices for, uh, I think, Russia. Gazprom just announced that this winter, gas going any gas going into the Europe region is going up about 60% to about, what's it, about $4,000 a metric liter or whatever they might measure it in, which is meaning that it's going to be a very unstable winter for Europe. And, of course, it's not just going to stay there. It's going to make its way to other places. And while if Europe is having – Energy issues, you better believe the West, U.S. somehow, some way, there's going to be some done here out of pure food foolishness, but deliberate to cause there to be some type of commotion as well. So uh, whenever things are unstable and they're crumbling, expect false flags, black swans and intentional swans, whatever you call them. So um, anyway, it says if you haven't put it. Oh, TB, appreciate you, man. Uh, definitely. If you have not already hit that thumbs up, show your support for the channel. Hopefully the algos are more favorable to your boy. That's the goal. It's like it's me versus the algos trying to vie for my own audience's attention. When you got what thirty six thousand people who click subscribe, only you know a couple hundred or thousand or two get notified. It's like, but damn, like you know, I don't know what to do, people. I really don't. I'm gonna keep plugging along though. Um, all right, what else we got here? Uh, let me see any thoughts, ideas. I don't. Let me see what else we got here. Uh, on another subject matter, what I am noticing is the a lot of information coming out uh, about the cartel activity in Mexico. And so this is just a little headline that I saw, but I'm thinking like, you know, for my people close to the border, you would definitely 
here more than I would up here in Michigan. But uh, let me share this with you real quick. Uh, Mexican troops sent to the border city after a deadly cartel clash. This was uh, this past weekend. And so for, for those who may not be familiar with the uh, most recent events, when the president of Mexico came to uh, the White House maybe a month ago, two months ago, or maybe two months ago, uh, they both, Biden and the press, president of Mexico, agreed on building uh, a, a wall, in a sense, but a, a but a modern day wall, utilizing drones, um, uh, what you call it, robotics, and all types of things to help surveil the entire Mexico-U.S. border, and Mexico said they would pay for it. So you got Mexico getting ready to put up some type of border or whatever. And you better believe, mark my words, within the next couple months, a year, all of a sudden the liberal left is going to come out, talk about needing to protect the U S border. And they're going to come out with another package, you know, the, you know, defend America from whatever act. And it's going to be designed to put up a wall, but that wall, this wall that they put up won't be the, keep out the drug cartels is literally going to be the way they keep people from leaving the U S going to Mexico, because you better believe they're noticing all the people leaving the U S heading down to what is considered greener pastures because of the more affordable cost of living, as well as uh, just the fact that Mexico has turned into like a retirement hub for uh, retirees. And so they're losing out on a lot of potential, um, income spent in the country as far as us as well as a lot of people denouncing their citizenship becoming mexican citizens and everywhere else and they're losing tax revenue so they're gonna crack down on that as well so once again the goal is when the sink ship when the when the ship is sinking they want to make sure everybody below deck is closed in you can't get up and you damn sure not going down because you're going to go down with the ship so the ship is sinking they want to make sure all american citizens are on it Figuratively speaking, you guys get my drift. Uh, what else? Go through the chat real quick. IPs are not enough, sir. Not sure what you guys are talking about there, but I'll leave it alone. Let's get this last call. Hello, call. Where are we calling from? Yeah, Mike, Steve, people need you nine. Steve, what's going on, my friend? Hey, not too much. You know, on the, on the Mexico uh, side of that, um, I guess they're having a the- Problems with the but the U.S. citizens moving down there and they're driving up the cost where the, where the locals can't mm. can't afford to live anymore. So that's becoming a problem down there too. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is too, I sent you a video of Harari. Uh, uh, if you have if you have that there, um, where, where he's saying that uh, human humans just aren't needed anymore. Yeah. Uh, don't need them around anymore. Uh, so. <laughs> That guy, that guy said some crazy things. Right. Um, <laughs> he's there's no, no no shame in his game whatsoever. <laughs> no, none at all. Uh, and in one of the videos, it's not on the one that I sent you, but uh, I got to try to find it again to send it to you. Mm-hmm. He actually refers he actually refers the audience to watch the Netflix series Black Mirror. Really? That, that we've been talking about for over yeah for over a year. And, and this guy is sitting there saying, uh, watch the Black Mirror series. That's pretty much the way it's going to go. Okay. Com- coming out of his mouth. Right, right. And I say, I've, <laughs> I've, I've started, but yet to actually get through it. So 
I definitely got to watch it today. So, <laughs> but no, I, it's on my to-do list amongst many other shows. I, I'm gonna touch it, man. I promise you. I appreciate you for bringing my attention too. <laughs> I know we got we we got that nut job. Yeah, telling people to watch it because that's where it's going. Uh, I was going. We, we talk about that on Mike's show <laughs> uh, all the time. Anyway, oh, man. That, that, that's all I have, buddy. Appreciate uh, you, man. Enjoy the enjoy the rest of the evening for sure. Well, to you too, man. Thanks. Yeah, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, on a last note here, let me let me see here. Uh, I, it's man, so many subjects I have not talked about, but um, I'm sure everybody by now has noticed that our Center for Disease and Control has flipped the script. And last I saw today, they're going to do a in, in, inner shakeup of the business i guess or whatever it's called uh let me uh so let me open up just real quick and so ultimately speaking it just goes to show how this was a con job all along under fire lays out a plan to become more nimble and accountable but nobody will go to jail and hopefully there's been a lot of lives lost due to just to be just to be honest, you know, what is what, what was called science has turned out to be complete the opposite of science is definitely been, Yeah, I got to shut my mouth, but, you know, it's been a hit job ultimately. But so we got the CDC basically coming out, removing all types of of their policies, shaking stuff up and without even admitting to fault. They're just saying that basically we need to readjust some things on our end but nobody will be held accountable for the millions of people that are either experiencing some difficulties or have already passed into eternity. Unsbe be knowing to, you know, them. So yeah, man, any, any moment could be your last breath, man. Give God the glory. Make sure your, your fate is sealed. Make sure your name is written in the land's book of life. Don't play around with it, man. You never know. You never know. Anyway, that being the case, people, uh, that's all she wrote for today. Um, yeah, as always, it's great to connect with you. Lots of opportunity out there. Definitely look for the good and things other than what we're being, what's being shoved on our throat. And so even on my end, I'm trying to just continue to shake stuff up and you know, want to probably start interviewing people beyond just the precious metals and, you know, the economy and talk about, you know, some entrepreneurial opportunities for people because there's a lot of people out here getting paper and they're able to use that to better their family situation as well as to build somewhat of a generational uh, establish a generational footing. And so I'm going to try to connect with more business minded people, more entrepreneurs and see what they are doing so we can learn from them and hopefully take some advice and get better. So trying to figure out how to present that. So anyway, uh, so always trying to improve on my side, but be blessed, be safe. And I will see you guys later on the way out. If you have not hit that thumbs up button, share your support for the channel. And uh, for more resources, always click the links below and uh, see you guys tomorrow. Peace.